You are now listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Another episode of the Flurry Podcast, and I'm fresh off the Dylan White versus Alexander Povetkin fight. Uh, and it was a good fight, and as I predicted, Dylan White won. So bring me my money. I need my money. I bet money on this fight. I bring me my money. But I'm pretty sure everyone already knew that Dylan White was going to win. Uh, he was the favorite to win in the first fight, and he was winning every single round in the first fight until that uh, that well-placed, well-set-up shot by Povetkin landed, and it ended the fight. But I already knew second fight, Dylan White, he'll be a little more cautious. He could still come with the same game plan because the game plan was working in the first fight. He just needed to uh, just be aware, a little bit more alert, and not get hit by those big punches, which he did a really good job at. Uh, his footwork looked good. Uh, he, he always got a good footwork. Uh, his, his jab was okay. I think he could have used the jab a little bit better, a little bit more uh, to, to set up some shots because some shots he was throwing, they were big and wild and, and a little sloppy. But uh, if he would have just used his jab a little bit more, a little bit more consistent, I think he would have did it in better fashion. Even though the knockout was a good knockout, it was a really, really good knockout. And like I said, he was favored to win. But I have to mention, I have to, that Povetkin, he didn't look 100% in this fight. Now, I don't know if the time between their last fights, if father time caught up to him that quick and caught his phone. Boom, it's your time today. Or if he was uh, drugged backstage, huh? Is there some foul play going on with Povetkin? Huh? Some foul play? Round two, Povetkin was stumbling all over the ring. And the commentators tried to play it off saying, Oh, it's all that heavyweight and that, that force and that sheer velocity that they're all throwing with those punches. is making him stumble all across the ring. No, the fuck it wasn't. He was trading with Dylan White. And neither one of them was landing any significant punches. They wasn't even really landing. I don't even think a punch was landed in that trade. But he just couldn't keep his balance. And he was stumbling left. And he stumbled right. Then he fell back into the ropes doing a little shimmy shake. And I'm looking like, like what, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with his legs? So it seemed like he didn't have uh, his legs together. Like I said, I don't know if it's just Father Time finally sent him that that DM said it's your time or if it was some foul play or maybe he exerted a little bit extra energy in his training camp and he wasn't fully rested and prepared for this fight. I'm not sure, but from my eyeball test, he didn't look like he was 100%, which did make it a little bit easier. Uh, for Dylan White because the counters that Povetkin usually throws, they wasn't coming. The jab, and Povetkin's not really known for his jab, but he, he could have a good jab when he uses it. Wasn't really coming. So it wasn't an easy fight for Dylan White. It's never an easy fight when you're fighting someone as high talent as Povetkin, but when they are not 100% and you come in, with a good game plan, and you are just naturally the better fighter, which I believe Dylan White is, it's going to look like you cruise through the fight, which it looked like Dylan White, he cruised through the fight. 
Good fight though. I recommend it. And uh, after the fight, Dylan White said he wants to fight Deontay Wilder, which I will be excited for. We have not seen Wilder since his devastating loss to Tyson Fury, which I, I don't want to speak about. I have said in the past that I don't think Wilder should try to get a trilogy with Fury. I believe that what he should do, and this is just me, I'm no promoter, I'm no manager, so I don't know what the best career move for him is. The only person who would know that is a boxing expert and Deontay Wilder himself. But in my hearty, unsolicited advice, I believe that he should fight another big name like a Dylan White or like a Joseph Parker or or like a, a um, George Joyce, you know, someone who has a name or, you know, who's been getting some attention in the heavyweight division and work your way up to be a mandatory for the winner of Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. It will literally only take two fights because imagine if Wilder fights Dylan White. I think he could beat Dylan White. From this last performance from Dylan White, it was good, but it wasn't enough. Deontay Wilder, even though a lot of people criticize him for not being a good boxer, for, for, for not having good ring IQ and everything, for not having you no know, solid fundamentals and everything, one thing Deontay Wilder has is the power, obviously, but he has pinpoint accurate timing. If you go back and look at a lot of Wilder's highlights, a lot of his knockouts, it comes when he times his shot and throws it while someone else is punching, right? Right when the opening happens when someone's throwing a big punch and he times it and comes right in between your punch and he knocks you the hell out, his timing is impeccable. The way Dylan White fought in this fight against Povetkin, I think Wilder knock him out in four. Hell, no. Yeah, I'll keep it at four. Knock him out in four. Uh, Wilder, don't even get me started. If Wilder uses his jab, then it's really over. Then White really has no chance if Wilder uses his jab. So I think Wilder will win that fight, but it will still be a good fight. Uh, explosive power. A lot of tension and energy because White has been trying to get that fight for some years now. No explanation why the fight hasn't happened, but I think it should happen this year. It could happen this year. Hopefully it does. Fingers crossed. So some other things I've been reading about. Oscar De La Hoya made an announcement that he's having a comeback fight July 3rd. My first thought was. He oh he he's really serious about this. That was my first thought because I I know he's been like talking about a comeback fight for a couple years now, and I remember last year when uh, there was talks about him having a comeback fight against Triple G, and I made a whole segment, an entire segment dedicated to calling Oscar De La Hoya a delusional fool if he comes back and fights Triple G. But luckily now I'm not hearing none of those talks. Uh, the person that he plans on fighting is TBA to be announced. Undisclosed information. Nobody knows who it is. It could be a bum. It could be a bum from the F train in New York City. Who knows? It could be some homeless man he just found in a trolley in Trent in San Francisco. We have no idea who this fighter is. 
What if it's a YouTube fighter, huh? What if he's announcing he's fighting Logan Paul or KSI? Wow. Wowzers. But hopefully uh, he chooses a, a fight that's, you know, something good for him. Knowing Oscar De La Hoya, he's going to want to fight someone that's a real challenge for him. Someone that is really going to like push him to the limits. But I don't think he's going to want to choose someone who could like really destroy him. And hopefully he don't choose no young fighter neither. Hopefully he choose a fighter that is. Uh, first of all, what weight class would he fight at? Would he fight at middleweight? Because I know damn sure he not making no 147. I know damn sure he not making no 154. So I could assume middleweight, super middleweight, or maybe there's no weight class. It's just going to be a a regular solid exhibition against another retired legendary boxer who knows i don't know i'm just speculating right but july 3rd oscar de la hoya if it's pay-per-view i'm not watching it point blank period if it's pay-per-view i'm not watching it and the last news before i close it off is i'm watching the akin barack show on the zone and if you don't watch the show it's a really good show i recommend it uh they had an episode where they had terrence crawford as the guest and Terrence Crawford was asked the question about the Earl Spence fight as everyone is doing. Every single person who sees Terrence Crawford down to down to the person who's serving his coffee at the at the coffee shop. They asking him about the Earl Spence fight. And they said, if you are offered a 50 50 split with Earl Spence, will you take the fight? And Terrence Crawford said. I don't know, not necessarily. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yo, I I don't like what I'm hearing. I don't like what the fuck I'm hearing. This is arguably the biggest fight, or at least one of the biggest fights in boxing that can be made right now. This, yo, this has the potential to be one of the greatest welterweight fights of all time in the history of boxing. You going to sit there and say, you don't know if the fight's going to happen. Yo, I don't like what the fuck I'm hearing, man. I don't care. This fight needs to happen. Terrence Crawford, I will personally, I will personally give you everything in my bank account for you to accept this fight. If Earl Spence offers you a 730 split, accept it. Just accept it. And the difference, the difference I would personally take out a, a multi-million dollar bank loan and give it all to you just so the fight can happen. That's how much I want. That's how much I don't. I need this fight to happen. I need it to happen. Anything you you want, 35 million, I'll go to a bank right now. I'll go to a bank right now. I will remortgage the entire state of New York and give it to you. I will write personal letters to to Jeff Bezos and and every single billionaire in the world to see if they could just give you the difference. I will find a way to get you the money. I just want you to take the fight and Earl Spence that goes for you too. Take the fight. Don't talk to me about no goddamn Manny Pacquiao. Don't talk to me about no goddamn fucking Sean Porter rematch. Don't talk to me about no your Dennis Ugas. 
even though I like Ugas. I like Manny Pacquiao. I love me some Sean Porter. I do. I don't want to see that right now. I want to see Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence clash because that is literally for all the Dragon Ball Super fans. That is literally Jiren or Jaren, however the hell you say it, versus Goku Ultra Instinct. That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. It's the two strongest motherfuckers in the universe. Or, you know, in this case, you know, the 147 pound vision going at each other and you don't know who's going to win. One person has been out here just crushing and demolishing everything with ease. With ease. There's not one person who has consistently given this man a challenge for the entirety of a fight, the entirety of a 12-round fight. Every single person he has fought, he has either demolished since round one or midway through the fight, he has found and crafted a strategy to outclass them for the remainder of the fight. Every fight he's in is lopsided because he's that great of a talent in Terrence Crawford. And then you have Errol Spence, who's out here. He loves fighting. I know he loves fighting. He's excited for these big fights. And he fought some tough, tough challenges. People who took him to the deep ends of the water, but he came out victorious. He comes out victorious every single time. He overcomes any odds or obstacles put in his way and he goes to the next level of superiority and wins in Earl Spence. Those two need to fight each other. The only person that could beat Terrence Crawford is Earl Spence. The only person that could beat Earl Spence is Terrence Crawford and you will be robbing me. You will be robbing the fans, the culture, the universe. There are little Martian motherfuckers on Mars who want to see this goddamn fight. They're setting up satellites right now. Elon Musk knows about it. Ask him about it. They're setting up satellites in Mars so they could get connection and they have their pay-per-view money ready. You ever seen a Martian dollar? You want to see a Martian dollar? Set this fight up then. You will see all the Martian dollars that you want. Set the fight up. Stop playing with me. I don't care if this fight doesn't happen, it will forever be an asterisk on both of their careers for me. Both of their careers, fantastic, uh, 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 Hall of Fame worthy if I do say so myself, but there will be an asterisk next to both of your careers if you two do not fight each other. That's all for the podcast. I'm out. Peace, King. You were just listening to the Floyd Podcast hosted by Monkeys Rawls. Come back for the next episode or go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't done so. 